0: Hello, this is my very first time of making a podcast, and I'm just realizing that I'm speaking uncannily fast, so I will slow down. It's 38 minutes past 2am in India. So, and my accent, please don't be confused, it changes every single day, and I'm very confused which one to stick to, because I know you're not supposed to pronounce certain words in a certain way, but again, that brings in an uncalled for accent, and that's not okay with my folks, because they don't Skip any opportunity to like, you know, <laughs> not become me or take the mic. So um today I don't know I don't have a fixed topic in my head because I just downloaded Anchor. This is the app um that helps you make podcasts, and there's absolutely no direction to this. Um I think I'll be more um conservative when it comes to podcasts um in the future. But I was just watching a small uh, in shorts video about colorism in India, and I really want to talk about it because it has affected me as a child and I don't really want anybody else to go through the same, but such is the system, such is the dogma, and I really don't know if that's even possible to um, avert it, but I'm sure. But- with fair if we can make Fair and Lovely change its name and rebrand to Glow and Lovely, though the components, the everything stays the same, the ads don't make sense because there are still models who do do seem to be fairer um, in the name of glow, so <laughs> it's a point of contention. So um I was born to a very middle class family in Kolkata, which is on the eastern side of India, and um my relatives were- there's a mix of relatives, right? So they- there comes the first one who are settled in abroad, and we literally used to worship them back in the days, like when I was two years, three years, and then there were the rich ones, the industrial ones, and then were us, and then the rest. So I was in pretty much in the middle straight of it. And um, I wasn't a very fair child, to be honest, and I was a child who loved the sun, who wasn't very conscious about how I looked because I never, as tough it might be for my friends to assimilate the fact that, you know, how picky and how cautious and how conscious I am now about myself, my dressing, the way I talk, I'm so easily embarrassed. And I just try to be a lady all the times and that's a big flaw, I'm not comfortable in any situation, it takes a lot of time for me to open up. And friends who've been friends for like 10-15 years still haven't seen me in unkempt hair, because I always try to be very, very particular. That's a problem with me to dating, while dating as well, because um, men do not like um, me to be so stiff in a way, but I take- I really do want to be that girl, the girl next door. I want to give that wife, but even my neighbors always see me prim and proper. So there's just something about me, but this wasn't me always, right? Like, um, um, <laughs> when I was very young, I was dark. I was dark-skinned, as it, we would call it in India. I was dark, of course. <laughs> no, I wasn't as dark. <laughs> But I was a dusky girl who loved, loved, loved to play out in the sun and you know, my mother didn't, because to her mother, the child is always beautiful, so she didn't put her head into it. So I would play with the kids, mostly with the boys, because I was not a tomboy, but I always preferred the company of boys. It made me feel safe, it made me feel sporty in a kind of way and so I was dusky and that wasn't um, taken well by my um, relatives. So I hadn't faced um a lot of criticism because um, you know, my mother would keep me sheltered but when um I was seven to eight years old and that's when the comments really started pouring in uh from you when know, I would visit weddings and there was a point when my mother always like you know, she used to say that, Oh my gosh, she's so dark, who's gonna marry her? And um that came a lot and it's like, Yeah, she's not that pretty, she doesn't look you know, conventionally Indian because I was always I've always gotten like I've got small eyes. I used to have smaller eyes. I don't know. I changed a lot ever since I grew up. And um you know, um there's like, oh she doesn't even look conventionally Indian. She's dark. She's as a plump child. She's plump. She's got gapped incisors and you know, these comments made me really insecure as a girl. So there was a time when I wouldn't leave the house as much. So um, right into teenage, right, that's when the hormonal changes start. And I would always get comments like, oh my god, you look fairer than before. Oh my god, I would steal my mom's makeup, my aunt's makeup, and they would have problem with that because I had the white complex. I just wanted to be fairer just to fit in. So this one incident when uh, I remember I was in the I was in sixth form, and um, one of my friends, uh, who's who's a model now, and happens to be, quote unquote, a good friend of mine. Um, so I had just come back from a vacation. I was excited, and I was badly tanned. And she came back from a basketball match. I remember, and then she was talking about you know the different, where I mean, Indians believe that um, skincare can be, you know, done right from the kitchen. So we use a lot of natural products. So she was discussing that, oh, you could put some curd, it's got lactic acid in it, some turmeric. I don't even know if this is a very professional way of talking on a podcast, but I'm just being unapologetically me. So, um yeah, so I I was like, oh, really? Is this what you do? Because I got tanned too. And she's like, what? Poof, what are you gonna scrub off? Like, you're already so dark. And, you know, that kind of killed me. And that's not a very good atmosphere. It's a very toxic um, atmosphere, but I think you cannot escape certain level of toxicity at any level in your life unless you're consciously avoiding it. And for a 14-15 year old girl that when she's trying to be pretty, she's trying to be, you know, one of her um, classmates, she's trying to be one of her contemporaries, trying to get male attention, and everything is so adventurous. She's realized she's, you know, slowly... Um, realizing her sexuality, she is, you know, those butterflies in the stomachs for the first time, that those kind of things, I think it's, it's very um, disheartening and it shunned my confidence. I remember one of my neighbors called me ugly because her daughter was fair and she said, you know, you're not pretty as much, I mean, you're fat, you should go to the treadmill, you should jog, you should run, I mean, you should start taking care of yourself and that's when I got really conscious and I had um, stopped eating, so I'm I, i I'm a foodie, I'm a gastronome, still am. My appetite has shrinked a lot, but um, I've always been the conscious child and that's what I'm trying to establish. And then I would wake up at 3am in the morning to shampoo my hair. I, could, I would wash my hair every single day at odd hours because if I couldn't manage it with coursework and co-curriculars and um always need to be primed. And then remember, um, I had dengue. I had chicken pox, and they do take a toll on take a toll on your body, skin. So I became really bloated after my dengue with steroid I had to cut my hair short because I lost like about eighty percent of my hair. It was a very dark phase in my life and um it took two years for me to regain my hair and you know, this just the way society makes that's a lot about me but I'm just saying, at different phases, it it took a lot of time for me to accept the way I am. And I don't say I'm very confident to be clicked today in the public as well. I take selfies, yes, because I am a millennial in the truest sense. I'm obsessed with Instagram and filters and, you know, it's just... Anyway, the amount of comfort that I have with my skin today, I don't want to be whitewashed. I'm not the fairest thing on the planet, but I think... I, the amount of treatments I've taken, like, and the amount of spent just hoping that, you know, I would be fairer. It's just... Some, every girl goes through this in India, and I hope there's a cure to this. And I hope this ties with our parents' generation, because I know some people, they still are called out for their complexion. And their, their in-laws are, like, you know, the dowry system is pretty much prevalent. I mean, some see... some just you know to disguise it in words and kind of, you know it's for your daughter's welfare and shit but it's pretty prevalent in the indian society it's pretty prevalent in the society i hail from and i can vouch for that as a person so this might be considered as midnight round and i really aim to um keep it timed to 10 minutes um but that's it i mean it's so prevalent it's so unfortunate Maybe in the next um, podcast I will discuss about why, how, and why are women oppressors? you know, why are women oppressing women in a society where we should be uplifting women and how conditioned are we to do it. So this is my first crappy podcast episode and I know I won't get much listeners, but I definitely hope that um, this 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 uh, through this medium where i you know i love to talk i can actually talk and you know my talking makes a difference for once (laughs) so um see you guys in the next one i promise to make one a podcast a day and i really 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 want this to work out thank you all